Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good Game Radio. I'm here with Clint, and tonight we're uh, we're going to be talking just some general game stuff. Unfortunately, our other co-host uh, Vance isn't able to be with us tonight. He's got some other stuff going on that had to take priority, but uh, we'll hopefully uh, be able to uh, carry on the show without him tonight. And uh, so let's get into it. Clint, how you doing? You know, I remember having a life. You know, Vance is over there, actually has things to do with his life. And I'm over here like, oh, yeah, what day do we want to do the podcast? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I'm down. Let's cool. I got nothing going on. COVID, baby. Nothing. You know? <laughs> Vance is like, oh, hey, everyone ready? Everyone ready? Oh, hey, I got stuff going on. Oh, yeah, that's because you have a life. What's that like? Yeah, uh, the one thing we have to plan for for you is your bedtime. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's yeah. it. Whatever day we want. Let me get let me let me get it nice and early, you know. Right. Let me watch uh, let me watch Jeopardy and uh, and fall asleep. That's yeah. not that's not too much to ask for from an old man. Yeah, Vance has got you know he's three young children and his wife and you know work and same with me. I got two kids, and the wife and she you know she just just brought up a whole bunch of uh, furniture pieces. I we ordered a new TV stand, and uh, she had got me to help her bring that stuff up, and we'll probably be putting that together later. So yeah. Most of my so schedule in this is, episode, is scheduled without without actually my you know my planning. Somebody else is always planning my schedule. So this episode of a Good to Game podcast, where we realize what a loser Clint is. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. If they, if, if, if we if, know uh, it, you said uh, it. That, that will only be a surprise if this is the first episode they've listened to. Those that have uh, been loyal listeners will be like, oh, dude, yeah, we knew you were a loser, dude. This isn't new information. Yeah, the listeners out there. But, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's what's new in the gaming world, man? That's, uh, what's the news? Okay. You're not going to believe this, man. I was reading about a multiplayer game, and uh, I guess it's pre-release. There's been some gameplay. I actually saw some uh, early ga- like beta gameplay that was posted today. Multiplayer game online. How many players do you think they're going to support? Well, these games like Warzone has 150. Yeah. Before that, uh, what was it? Uh, Fortnite would go up to 100. Uh, these these uh, folks are are bringing the heat. I'll tell you that much. How many players do you think reasonably they could fit into an online game? 200. How about 9,000, Tony? 9,000 players in the same space. I don't even know. This... How, I mean, <laughs> how, how are they going to pull that off graphically? I mean, uh, everything is going to be stripped down to, like, stick figures or... Well, in the gameplay I looked at, lo- looked at it looks like, like a third-person... Uh, I would say Cold War, like a little bit more cartoony than like a Modern Warfare, but like a Call of Duty Cold War, uh, third person uh, version of that. Um, this is like new, brand new information to me. I just saw this right before we started recording, uh, so I don't have a lot of information on it yet, but they are literally putting 9,000 people in the same game. It's called uh, Scavengers, and uh, apparently these people can all interact. Like they have these, like some of the testing was they got all these people into one group and we're asking them questions, uh, like yes or no questions, and they were using different emotes to like answer the questions, apparently. Uh, so they were able to actually interact with them. Scav Lab is what this is saying. This is a developer is Midwinter Entertainment. It's interesting. I wonder if they're like breaking the, the map up into like little mini instances. 
And then when yeah, that's you, probably you transition from one instance to the other, you know, through whatever mechanism they do that. But it sounds like maybe that's how they're doing. It. I don't know. I mean, that they would have to have some pretty serious uh, processing to handle all the inputs from nine thousand people in the same space, for the most part. Well. Tony, see, that's why I mention it to you, so that I can not do any more research whatsoever, and you can tell me all about it next week, because that's the type of thing that you care about. <laughs> I think it's like an important question. And right. It's interesting, but I'm not going to do any research PC, to find out. PC game? <laughs> console? I don't, I, I, man, I don't know how to be on console, but we'll see. Yeah, probably not, but it's cool. We'll, we'll get you to buy a PC, Tony. <laughs> well, I have my laptop. It gets me by, you know. With I need you games. to do. I need you to use your your laptop, but only use the trackpad and don't use a real mouse and play this game. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do Tony's that. Tony's over just, here. Like, Why over. do you hate me? <laughs> I don't even do that with like going over a simple spreadsheet or something. No, like tabbing and arrows and all that. No, I need a mouse. I feel like like I I use a Apple laptop uh, at home, and I feel like. I can't even tell you how many times over the years, like maybe five times or less, but I've had to Google what is Control-Alt-Delete for Mac on my phone. <laughs> you know, it's like I've got a 2010, you know, uh, one that I still have that I don't use anymore. I used one that I bought, I think, last year or something. But like every once in a while, something weird happens. You got to Control-Alt-Delete. What is that for Mac? I don't know. How do you delete something from a Mac? I don't know, but I got Google. But it's like I feel so inefficient uh, on this. But I just use the trackpad. But it's like this is my like YouTube slash uh, you know uh, Hulu or Netflix something. You know, it's, this is a streaming device for me essentially yeah. that I paid you know a thousand something dollars for. Yeah, I, I mainly use my laptop for uh, editing the podcast. Thank you for doing that, Tony. Yeah, and. Um... Browsing the internet, you know, like mo uh, most people. And that's pretty much it. It, it is a gaming laptop. Uh, at least that's what it's called. I do have some. You got the 3090 in there? Oh, no. No. <laughs> 3090 is about as big as that laptop, and that laptop's huge. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know what the uh, graphics card is in there. It's like a 1650 or something, whatever. It does. I mean, it plays games like Hades, uh, which has won a bunch of uh, Game of the Year awards this past year. It will handle that just fine. It looks good on there, so that's, I'm happy. If, if it can handle something like uh, Hades, then I'm perfectly fine. I have a Hearthstone on there, another card Yeah, that's game. not very intensive, I'm no, sure, no. right? Yeah, I've played that yeah. before. I'm that's looking, by Blizzard, isn't it? So, yep. Yeah, I'm not looking for graphically intense games to be playing on my laptop. It's, it's mainly for utility and light gaming. Oh, but check it out. I, I made a two-person, first-person shooter the other day. Oh, yeah. Did, we didn't talk about that on the podcast, did we? Did we talk about that? No. Give us, uh, tell us, tell us what you did and tell us about it from uh, from Epic, right? Uh, it's from the Epic Game Store. They have a thing called Core on there. And basically, it's like a hub space for people to, to go to. Um, I think PlayStation just uh, retrademarked their uh, PlayStation Home like yesterday. Kind of the same concept where you would have like a a social space for people to log into and from that hub you could go and do things you know like play games right so this is called core it's from manticore you can get it for free on the uh, epic game store once you sign in you go into the social space and you know there's people all over the place the graphically all the people their uh their avatars look like fortnite characters that's that's a uh, 
kind of the graphical look of uh, the avatars. Because that's their engine or whatever that just kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, so, but then there's all these gateways from the social hub, and they all lead to different games. And these games that you go into are made by either developers at Epic or Core, or they're made by regular people that are wanting to get into game development. But you go in there and they what how they've kind of labeled themselves they want to be like the youtube of gaming like they want to be the the one stop shop for going and getting into games or making games yeah you can go in and the people that make these uh, games you know they have control over the monetization of it they can do subscriptions if they once they hit a certain level you know it's like almost like the beginnings of twitch or, or uh, YouTube TV or something like that, you know, uh, YouTube streaming or something like that. It's it's like the ground floor of it. But they have a whole Unity engine that you can sign up and use, and they give a they have a complete training course on how to how to use it. So I went in the other night because uh, Amy had uh, some people over and they were occupying my you know my my gaming space you know for their entertainment. So I just so how I, dare they? How dare they? So I went down to the kitchen table and plopped open my laptop and I said, "Well, let me give me give me this shot." So I went through like there were several YouTube uh, videos, just kind of get you started, and and then uh, a, whole, a whole sequence of uh, tutorials. And I just went through the tutorials and kind of followed instructions. And they started off with how to make a you know first person shooter with uh, with like two characters. You can have like I think any number in there up to a certain point, like ten or sixteen or whatever. But just they just start you off with two to keep it simple, and you go in there and you you set the spawn points, you build the dungeon or the the arena, and it since it's a game engine, you you're mainly just dealing with the objects, right? The objects um, have characteristics that behave in a certain way, you know in certain instances, right? So it's a matter of just making those connections and modifying those objects. Two hours later, you know, I had it up and running, you know? You could run around and shoot. It it was literally just like Fortnite. And, uh... Seriously? Okay, so I am going to, um... log in and try to download this, and then we'll see if you can, uh... if you can actually, like, invite me to it or something, maybe? I don't know. Once you go to publish the game, then you you could do just a. So it's a, not published yet. Is that the thing? It's not published yet. Uh, so once you when you publish it, it puts it out into the general community for them to play. But you can play test it, right? With uh, specific individuals can do the play testing or whatever. I just haven't. Uh, I didn't All right. Do you need my resume? Yeah. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll send, send you my resume. resume. See if you're a good yeah. enough play tester. <laughs> if I had any idea what my Epic Games password was, then I'd be on to something, but I hate password management. That's literally the biggest problem I have in my life, Tony. Managing my freaking passwords. I have to keep a notebook. Yeah. Hey, what color is it? Where do you keep it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't... Uh, have you... Okay, I saw this thing uh, where people were like, walking up to people on the street, and they were talking about, like, password security. Right. And they were asking these questions on camera to these people. And they were like, oh, you know, you keep your passwords very secure or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So what do you, you like, use, like, numbers or, you know, <laughs> something you care? 
Oh no! I always it's always by you know my, about my dog's name. <laughs> my dog's name. And then like my and, 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 yeah, my dog's name and my birthday. Number. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, so oh, that's literally what was someone said. Like my dog's age, my birthday, or something like that. And it was like, oh, what's your dog's name? And it was like, you know, oh, Hunter. <laughs> and when was your birthday? You know, like. Uh, you know, well, well April twenty sixth or whatever, right. and they're like, and, and they're like, oh, so your password would be something like, you know, you know, April four two six, and they're like, yeah, no, that, that's that's my password. <laughs> it's like that's just, I can't do that, man. I got I got so many passwords, so many variations right. of the same password. Same it's like I have I have no clue. Yeah. I have dozens. Uh, of so passwords. I might just I can maybe just never play your game, Tony, because uh, maybe I'm just locked out of. Epic Games Forever, and you know what? That the only thing that would I would feel bad about that is not being able to play your game. Everything else, I'm not concerned about. Right. But how yeah. does it not like? Why doesn't have it saved? That's all I want to know. Because there was a password saved, and it said it was invalid. So that bothers me. Yeah, right? Did you? Did I'm you not going to recover my password now. now I feel like you can see my password. eyes. Yeah, that's going to need my social security. You know, social security game. number, and yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, that's exciting, though. I'm interested to see that. You even made a, a joke in the group text about, like, oh, good game radio uh, game development studio, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Hey, as long as you do all the work and I can come along for the ride, I'm down, right? <laughs> Just like this podcast. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Um, you know, they provide the basic framework for, you know, you know shooters and uh Dungeon crawlers, like RPGs and stuff like that, they, they kind of give you a basic framework to kind of get started as you're learning. It's pretty exciting, actually. Um, I'm 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 excited to kind of dig deeper into it because uh, I'm already st- working on you know putting together like a little simple dungeon crawler and see how that goes. But uh, I need to come up with like a game idea that's unique. I was thinking like you know if you look at like uh, for people that don't know, we work at the airport. Uh, uh, in ground operations, but um, a ramp agent. Allegedly. Right? Allegedly. If you look at like a ramp agent, right, uh, all the tools that they need during the day to, to, to do their job, right, they need gloves, they need safety gear, they need knee pads, radios, scanners, all like that. I'm like, man, I could, you could like do like a, a serious little fun uh, uh, game with just being a ramp agent and and putting bags <laughs> on planes, <laughs> like you can it's, load ten bags an hour with this set of leather gloves, you know, with the red band. But if you had the brown band, <laughs> you could put twelve bags on the plane an hour, you know, and just see like you could do like a simulation of how fast like uh, you could load an airplane. Boring, I know, but it would be kind of fun. <laughs> and you yeah. could, with the different modifiers, like. The uh, knee pads that are black, you know, they give you better grip, but they know. deteriorate quicker. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't wear them in the rain. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, oh, a simulator where, you know, where we're, we're simulating putting bags on airplanes. There's, I think there's one, like, there's a, some game where, aren't you, like, a customs agent or something, and all you do is check people's passports, uh, passports, and that's it. And people play these things. People will play anything. Right, they I've will, seen like, the guys... Who play the like the trucking simulators? They're yeah. driving cargo from one part of the country to the other, and like and that's what they do in their real life job too. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's one of the things. Uh, uh, Penn and Teller had this. I, I think they even made the game. I guess they had some like maybe eight hour drive 
where they had to take from Vegas to wherever they would be doing shows. They they always hated the drive, and so they created a game. It was all through the desert. Nothing to look at. They created a game where you drove a bus through the desert, and it took eight-plus hours to finish it, and there was nothing going on. It was just empty <laughs> desert, and if you weren't paying attention, you would crash, and you would lose, and you'd have to start over, and people will play that. You know, it's oh, just... Yeah. It just means something to people to accomplish, you know, something. Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but uh, man, people love video games. It's like people on YouTube that watch videos of the most simple things, like the uh, the girl from China, who's like their most famous YouTuber, and she's got like I don't know, two hundred million subscribers or something. And all she does wow. is put videos up of her like working on her farm she's probably the wealthiest farmer in all of china <laughs> but that's how she does man and you know i've actually sat there and watched about a dozen of the videos it's actually very fascinating it's very cool because she's got a team of people following her around on this farm it, it must be because she's doing like you know overhead shots it's like almost like a movie it, the, the tasks that she is doing are, are, uh, are very simple like planting some peppers or making some fried rice. You know, she's hugely popular. I think, uh, like, I, I've i watched some of this guy who's just out in the woods. He doesn't say a thing the entire time. And he's just, like, built himself this, like, uh, shelter. And it's like, you'll watch him. And it's like, he'll go and he'll get some clay. And then he builds a clay brick. And then he heats the clay brick in his, you know, oven that he's also made before and does it. And... You know, they'll just build these things, and you, all you hear is the sound of nature and whatever he's working on. Yeah. And it is the most peaceful thing ever. I've watched that stuff too, man. There's just something about it. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the environment uh, that you're kind of getting a, getting a slice of, I think, maybe. Uh, but It kind of harkens back to a time when things were simpler. You know, you didn't uh, have uh, all these other, uh, you know, things uh, that you had to worry about, like, you know. Paying for taxes. Taxes and taxes. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you about my cable bill issues. <laughs> I, uh, was te- I texted you the other day that, you know, we got these new expanded storage for the PS5, you know, Vance and I did. And you had mentioned a game, I think the Horizon Zero Dawn a few weeks ago. And I thought, man, that's going to not be free at some point, you know, right. in the future here. I said, let me let me make sure I go get it and at like four in the morning. Uh, when I was getting up for work, I was like, oh, let me log in. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know when these games are ending either. Let me grab the... And so I didn't do it right. It's four in the morning. And uh, I downloaded seven games instead of just adding them to my library. And I, and I, you know, put my thing into rest mode, get ready to go to work. And like an hour or two into work, I get a text message from my provider that says that I've reached 100% of my data cap. Okay. You know, I guess <laughs> it's like 1.2 terabytes that I get. And it's like... I have put almost a terabyte on on that I've downloaded on this SSD. I don't I don't know how much it is. I think that's the amount. All the numbers are weird. I don't know the yeah. trans transitions, but I'm like okay. It's like oh you'll have overspeeds, and I log into my account and I see that I'm already as soon as I got the message I was already thirty dollars over <laughs> my uh, my bill. Like I was already and it's like, there's still you know almost a week left in the month. I'm like all right well it's gonna be an expensive one. But what I did is I went and upgraded, you know, so they won big time for me. I, but I only end up paying like 13 bucks more a month or something like that. And I'm getting, uh, you know, Google Fiber is what, one gig internet, right? Yeah. I'm getting 1.2 gig unlimited. 
I didn't even know 1.2 gig was like a regular thing for regular people. And it's literally costing me $13 more a month. Yeah. So I'm going to be blazing fast as I play my offline video games like I've been doing lately. <laughs> right. You're really taking advantage of that first person uh, video game <laughs> with that blazing yeah. fast internet speeds. Um, yeah, I'm I'm literally playing an offline video game this week. <laughs> you know, so it's like, what is what am I even doing? Yeah, um, that's so funny that you mentioned about going over the cap, man. That that takes me back to like it's probably like a dozen years ago now that all this streaming stuff kind of first started. You know, kind of taking off, and I remember getting a bill like three months in a row. My cable bill was like. A hundred, two hundred dollars more expensive than normal, and I'm like, "What is going on?" After some investigative work, discovering that you know I was going over the internet cap, data cap, because my daughter was leaving her uh, Netflix uh, streaming on all night long, and <laughs> she, you know, she was just chewing through the data. So like, we 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 literally had to you know put uh, rules in place about when you could watch television. And, and how much television you could stream, you know, because the caps back then were pretty low. Oh, of course they were, yeah. And if, as soon as we had the opportunity to buy Unlimited, we were all over it, you know. It's like, yes, sign me up for the Unlimited. And it, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, it, 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 wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't a thing at first. You know, it, they, they had those caps that were pretty low, 600 megabytes or something. Some ridiculous number, right, uh, in today's yeah. standards. But yeah, well, like I didn't even know I had a data cap until December, which is when I bought the PS5. And so I downloaded all of the stuff. I guess I transferred some stuff over, but I downloaded, you know, I probably I don't know how many times I freaking had to download Warzone. Like I accidentally uninstall it or whatever. Or it's a, the different versions and the Cold War has PS5 version, PS4 version. I wanted to play on the right one. It's like so I found out I had it, but they were like, hey, just so you know. 100% of your cap. It was like two days left of the month. It's like, you're cool. First time, you're cool. But that's when I found out about it. And then this time, I went and looked. I'm like, man, they're really charging me a ton for this. But it reminds me of, uh, oh, but I've never gone over it the, uh, any other time. You know, it's just, it's never been an issue, but it's all the games I've downloaded. Like, just downloading the world because now I have the space for it on this console. But it reminds me when I got a cell phone, when cell phones were just starting to come out, you know? Yeah. Uh, not like the briefcase ones, but I remember my plan... It's because I was, uh, you know, driving as a teenager, I was driving and it was 30 minutes a month. It was an emergency phone, but nights and weekends were free. And so, and like, and you know, it was like, I, I, I was lucky. I was on the carrier that seven o'clock, you know, PM was when the night started. Everyone else had to wait till nine, um, to do that. But I remember people would, like someone asked to borrow my phone and he's talking to his, you know, wife or something. And he's like. No, he's like, listen, I gotta get off the phone. I'm using this guy's minutes. I'm like, hey man, it's, it's the weekend. You're you're cool. He goes, oh okay. But that was such a commonplace back then, is that you were gonna just burn through like 30 minutes a month, Tony. Dude, it's 30 so minutes crazy. a month. It's so funny, man. Like we don't even worry about tech. At least I don't. Uh, no, tech, I don't think anyone does anymore. Messaging. Have I reached my cap with my text messages? Can you imagine? <laughs> If we still had those in place. That um, I, that happened to me one time, like in a, I don't know. It, it must have been right at the end of it. I mean, 10, 10, 15 years ago. And I remember my, uh, I told, I had two people that I texted, right? I had my best friend and I had my girlfriend. And I told them both, I said, guys, I am at my text message limit. It's done. I said, call me or send me 
be sparing on your text, okay? This is very important because I'm poor, you know, at that you know at that point in my life. I, don't, I think I was in college. Yeah. Um, I'm like, just please. And I remember my friend sent me, like, the longest text message ever to get all the information that anyone has said. And then my girlfriend sends me, like, a, uh, hey, uh, you know, text. And the next one is, oh, I was just wondering if, uh, and then, like, next was text. And she sent me, like, seven texts to say, like, nothing. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You just cost me, like, 70, yeah, 70 cents or something. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be destitute if you keep texting me, you know? Like, like Can you imagine the, back then you couldn't make attachments, right? No. Now you're getting video attachments, you know, pictures, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Do you Hey, do you remember the first text message you ever received? I do not. So I remember mine, and it's because I did not know that text messaging existed when I got it. I, was, I remember... I, uh, a buddy and I were driving and he was always like, I had, I think a Mustang, I think at this time. And he's got like a Ford Explorer, but he was always trying to be real. Like he was always a jerk driver, you know, like real competitive, like passing people, all that stuff. And he'd always try to like goad me into like racing him on regular roads. Right. And I'm like, that's not going to happen, but I, I, that's not going to happen that as an adult, I say that in actuality, no, I definitely, uh, you know, like I, I definitely messed around a little bit, but I was, I can remember it was in Florida, and I was on Lake Mary Boulevard, and my phone makes this noise I've never heard, and I look at it, and he's driving behind me or something, and I can't remember what it said, but I remember he's saying something about my driving and that he wants to get around me or what – he's just, you know, wants to drive like a jerk, and I was keeping it from happening, or maybe I was driving like a jerk, but like – I can remember being in awe, like, what is this? And then, like, it's explaining, you know, I see it's, like, telling me how to respond to it. Like, what a crazy world. Like, that, like, that has, that's something that did not exist when I was an, an adult person. And then it has come into creation. And now there's not a single day where I don't have, I mean, maybe 50 texts, maybe, right. maybe 100 texts yeah. a day. Like, it's just such a common part of life now. Think about kids. You could never convince a kid to learn how to read. Now it's like, dude. You want to be able to text your friends or not? You know, like that's all that's all I'd have to say. <laughs> and I'd have like, you know, spelling bee winners on my hands. Right. Yeah. Pretty soon it'll just the messages are just directly to your eyeballs in the future. It'll be like in your phone. in your brain, man. Yeah. Well, in uh, Elon Musk is developing that like brain implant. Uh-huh. Have you heard about that? I'm not putting any anything like that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not excited about it. OK, so let's see. Uh, Elon Musk. Uh, brain implant uh, unveils brain chip implant. It's like a Fitbit. Neuralink company could implant chips into human brains this year. That was 13 days ago. They need to play the game Cyberpunk and see what happens with electronic implanted in people's heads when a net runner gets ahead of them. <laughs> Don't uh, no spoilers, man. <laughs> if they fix if they fix that game enough, I might play it in 20 years. <laughs> so he's got a working demo. Looks like they are. I guess they're not doing it in humans yet. I don't know. There's a picture of a pig. I'm not going to read this article while we're chatting here, but yeah, this is like a, it's a legitimate thing. Oh, I'm sure. Brain implants. And this brain implants from the CEO who brought us Tesla shorts in the in the Tesla store. You can buy shorts for sixty nine dollars and four hundred and twenty cents. That's the guy making our brain implants, Tony. I wouldn't put it past him to, to get it done. I mean, the guy's going to be putting people on Mars here in like three years. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Twenty twenty four, they expect we might have humans on Mars. That's uh, that's just another we, thing we that makes me think. You know, we, we better hope he never turns into a supervillain. <laughs> He'd be the perfect uh, oh, supervillain, no. though. <laughs> oh, dude, this this guy's movie fodder already. Um, 
what was the name of the girl that did the uh, fractured game? Emily something? Uh, Emily Mitchell, I think. Emily Mitchell, yeah. Uh, you know how I said that like she's done all this to protect people's, people's mental health and all it's done is make me feel like a piece of garbage for not accomplishing anything in my life? Right. Well, have you read, there's this guy who was like a Navy SEAL. He's one of the NASA, new like a NASA astronaut, and I think somewhat recently in the past few years. Navy SEAL went to Harvard to get his... Uh, doctorate in medicine uh and he's and he's done like uh, something else big too that he had done uh, let me see uh navy uh seal nasa doctor Is man just look John at that Walker? what i had to search google no <laughs> 35 year old navy seal turned harvard doctor becomes astronaut maybe the third awesome thing was he was an astronaut oh, wow. like uh johnny kim this guy was born the year before me this is an old article, apparently, because that wouldn't be the right age. Literally born one year before me. Harvard doctor, Navy SEAL astronaut. I, my <laughs> life is meaningless. Yeah, he's showing up to the, uh, the high school reunion. You know he is. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. I bet he's got, like, the hottest wife in the world, too, you know? He was probably ignored by all everybody in, in school, you know? That's it, Yeah, he's coming back. Everyone, he doesn't wear glasses, but everyone called him four eyes anyway. Right. Yeah. And this guy, I'm sure this is this life I'm making up for him. His super hot wife is like, you know, curing cancer or something, you know, and his children are music and science prodigies. And then I'm over here like, man, this spot on my couch is just perfectly crafted for my, you know, my body <laughs> after I've nearly melded into it. Uh, I bet he doesn't have that, you know, like. Right. <laughs> God, man. All right, well, Tony, why don't you tell me about a video game you're playing? <laughs> Do me a favor, man, and uh, really make yourself sound like a loser because uh, misery loves company, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I'm not really playing any video games right now because the one video game I'm trying to play, uh, MLB The Show, uh, not cooperating with me. So you, we've talked now, about MLB The Show before. Can you can you clarify something for me? That yeah. I don't know why it's so important for me to ask right in the middle of your conversation. But that is still on PlayStation right now, or it's only on Xbox right now? No, it's on PlayStation. MLB The Show. It's on so it's on both, but it was the big thing that Microsoft had done that was scummy was grab it right beforehand and put it in Game Pass, right? That was the, the yeah, deal. the thing I complained about. And so are you, yeah, are you playing it on PlayStation? <laughs> playing on Xbox. Okay. Why? All right, talk why to me. Ask, talk to me, Goose. Why? Why? Yeah. Why would I do that after I've complained about Game Pass and, and the crummy move that Microsoft did to get it on Game Pass because uh, Sony was stupid enough to allow them to do it? That's why I want. You're punishing Sony, Sony by participating. The pain of their idiocy. One, they could say that uh, they didn't know anything about it, which you know, after seeing some news reports and stuff, they probably didn't uh, really know what MLB was up to when they cut the deal with Microsoft. But after having known, they did nothing uh, in response to their dedicated MLB uh, players that have bought the game previously on Sony, right? Every year, you have a dedicated group of players that play MLB that bought it on Sony every year, and Sony did not make it right by them. Like, that, that is within do, do their power Do you think they're giving do. us those... 
giving us those free games that you talked about last week that, you know, do you think that was related to that at all? Or do you think that was just, you know, they just are taking it on the chin and that's it? I don't think those those free games that they released last month on the uh, Play at Home program uh, was related to MLB. Obviously, I think it's influenced by Game Pass, but I think Sony is just, you know, they're just not doing anything about this MLB situation. Uh, they could have made it right in some form to their dedicated fan base, but they still, those fans are still, you know, forced to buy, unless they decide to go buy an Xbox console, they were forced to buy the game on the Sony console at full price. That's pretty scummy. I know it's not a problem that Sony created. MLB and Xbox created that problem, but Sony could do right by their, their uh, player base that's been dedicated to that game and to them over the years and they haven't done anything so i don't feel an obligation to buy that game from sony because they've made no gesture to at least show that the that, that they understand the the situation how well how's your experience been playing it on xbox so i prefer playing on playstation i will say that uh the controller for uh playstation is more comfortable uh, for me, I don't like the Xbox controller. It's too small for my hands. I don't like the the concave nature of it. it cramps my fingers or whatever. I have long fingers, so I I don't uh, I don't particularly enjoy the controller itself. Um, the game, the game, when you can play it, uh, you can play it in single player mode. It plays fine. I mean, it plays it plays good. It looks good. I actually think that last year's version, 2020, is actually better uh, in the gameplay department. There's a how so. Well, because I played, I picked up 2020 a few months ago. It was on sale, and uh, I was wanting to get ready for 2021. So when you play one of the modes called Road to, Road to the Show, you can create your own character. I think we talked about this before. I made a player that looks like me when I was like 20 years old, right? That, that's the very first thing you do uh, is make a character in that mode, right? You make the character, you give him all, uh, his features and, and whatnot, and then... You go and you do a uh, a showcase, like a tryout. You do like a, you play like three or four games, and you're showing the scouts what your abilities are. Right, the game is kind of judging you or grading you on how good you are, and it has like some individual drills you can do, like batting, like um, you get to do some batting practice and some fielding practice. And again, the ga- the game is kind of grading you and teaching you how to play at the same time. And then you play a couple games competitive games you know against a computer and you show what you got right and then after you're done with that you you get drafted right so i did pathetically in 2020 right so i got drafted fifth round like 155 to like a minor league team in florida right by the the parent organization was the miami (laughs) marlins right it was horrible i was man i was like I, i barely deserved to be on the team Right, I was like, no better. Well, than you probably home. didn't, and they were they were throwing you the bone, huh? Right, but you know, because <laughs> they, they're not going to end the game for you right. there, Tony. But you know, <laughs> what's great? What's, well, it's great. You know, you walk up to the plate, and then, you know, it says, "Oh, hey, now batting number twenty-four for you know the Jacksonville whatever jumbo shrimp." It says my name, <laughs> Tony Blank. You know, and, it actually knows your name. Yeah, it actually says it. Cause you oh, put your, they've you got put a put database your, of your name now. You put so your name in there, and it says it right. Well, actually, you know, when you do that, it takes you off the do not call list. I hope so. You're going to get phone calls all the time now. Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe that's why I got all those phone calls. So it's very immersive, right? The whole experience is very immersive. Uh, just like 
if you were to, you know, want to be a, a major league ball player, that's kind of, I, I feel like, you know, it, it's close to simulating that experience, right? In the 2021 version, the first thing you do was not make your player. The very first thing you did was answer some questions, like from a simulated phone call. And the phone call was like, hey, I'm your, I'm your uh, agent or whatever. What team would you like to play for? Uh, really? The Atlanta Braves? Okay. And then that's it. It drafts you. <laughs> right? I think there was one other question. And then it's like. What's your favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> what is the wind speed veloc- velocity yeah. of an unladed swallow? And then, and yeah. then, then there's like a phone sitting there on the table. And, oh, guess what? The Atlanta Braves drafted you. Oh, surprise. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it drafted you number 35 overall. You're a first-round pick. What do you, how do you feel? Great, I guess. Right? Uh, but you still end up in the minor leagues on a double-A ball team. <laughs> you, know, you still end up in the same situation. But it's like, really? This makes no sense. I'm like, why would you take that immersive portion out of it? And then what really aggravated me was it did that first before it ever made your player, right? And then it made my player. And then I went to go put my name in, and it says, we don't recognize that name, right? That, really? That, that name is not available in our audio file database. I'm like, what? I've used it Tony? multiple times. The name Tony. How many millions <laughs> of people have named Tony? How many people in the major leagues are named Tony? I'm like, are you kidding me? I can maybe see my last name not being in there. My last name was in the database. But my first name, serious? Tony, was not <laughs> in the database. So I had to use my dad's name. So since I was using my dad's name, well, I didn't want to make my dad look like me. I wanted my dad to look my dad like my dad. So I started making. So real quick, your dad. What's his name? And then your mother's maiden's name. While we're at it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> his birthday and his social security number and all this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so I make my dad's name right, and that works. It has his name in there. And I'm like, well, my dad's two inches taller than me, so I had to change his height. And he has brown hair. I don't like brown hair. And he has blue, you know, light brown eyes, and he's way paler than me. You know, it's like. I start making a character that looks like my dad. I'm like, well, this is not really how I wanted this to go. <laughs> but, That's so, crazy. And I, I felt like they totally took the immersion part out of that mode uh, for me. I, I didn't like it at all. There was something else, too, that, that I didn't like. Uh, I felt like there was almost like a step backwards in certain graphical areas, in, especially in like a time of day or whatever maybe daytime games at a certain park i didn't feel like the graphics were the same i mean i still like 2021 graphically and and whatever but i i just felt like it wasn't it didn't really improve on 2020 and they actually took some things around away and and about three late three days later they did update the database and they had my name in there so i went and totally erased my dad (laughs) and and made myself again um all right, Oedipus. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but the real issue with 2021 is you can't play it in any multiplayer sort of sense, right? And and a lot of their features online are tied. How do you, how do you mean? Are they online. are their servers down? Why why can't you play it online? The servers are down constantly. Oh, naturally. Right? Okay. The servers like you get a message, an unstable error message or something. Un- unstable server error, I think, is the message. You can look it up on Twitter. It's probably the most uh, it's probably tr- uh, trending, but yeah, you can't uh, you can't hardly play. You know, it's like the servers have been overwhelmed, and I you know 
I totally blame Game Pass for that because MLB and Microsoft cut this deal at the last minute. Didn't include Sony in the conversation. Well, Sony's a developer. I'm sure Sony's also in charge of the servers. Sony was expecting oh, a regular. No, that's Sony getting back at them. It could be. Tony's no. like, I, I thought about that. I thought about that. I'm like, would they? Would they sabotage their own ca- game? Maybe. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it works just fine on PlayStation, doesn't it? You, have no, you seen no, any no, of that? I've seen, I've seen a lot of Sony uh, people saying that they can't even play the game now. And they're hot. Cause they're, and they're paying. The Xbox people don't care. They didn't pay any money, right? Yeah. The Sony people care. They they still paid their seventy and eighty dollars for the game because they're dedicated fans, right? And now they're getting not only did they get minimized in the value, their value, it, it's the same thing as like back in the day when you used to uh, sign up with Comcast and get like a, a your TV package for like oh two years at you know fifty dollars a month or whatever it was, and then at the end of the two years it would go jump up to like a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and then. They would do like they'd run the deals, and you was like, "Hey, can I get that deal?" No, sir. You're you're a, existing you're, customer. You're existing customer. It's only for new customers, right? So these guys over here have never played the game, not even on the play, same platform, whatever. Get the game for for nothing, you know, other, outside of their subscription subscription fee. I have to pay full price, and because they're all getting into free, they're they're swarming in and, and over uh, overtaking the servers, and now all the servers are crashing. So now I don't even get to pay, uh, get to play the game I paid money to play. So the whole situation is just a mess. Oh my God! You know what else is a mess, Tony? What's that? <laughs> the uh, launch of season three of Warzone. <laughs> like they they had this big event. You know, they're going to nuke Verdansk. And uh, it was the same thing, man. Like, you couldn't get into servers. Jason and I were trying to play zombies. It was, and it was, I think he was like, oh, man, I almost finished the battle pass. Can, you know, uh, you want to play? I'm going to try to get to max it. And we're like, well, let's hop in zombies. You get tons of XP. You go to, you know, uh, easily, right? Right. Nope, couldn't play. Servers down. People trying to log on to the thing. I, like, went and I'm like, I don't know. I was like, well, the servers, uh, you know, I wasn't. I didn't want to do it myself, but I go and I watch uh, some streamers. Literally can't get into the game. They just can't. It's like a 20-minute queue to get in the game. Right. And uh, and people are sitting there waiting. That is their stream, is you know them waiting to play this game because they can't get it together. You know, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just uh, another miserable failure related to servers. Meanwhile, scavengers can have 9,000 people in a multiplayer game. You know, these guys, these guys can't get it together. You know, it's it's amazing the amount of server issues that have been coming up. Like, this is not, this is not new. Like, online gaming, these massive multiplayer games, uh, this is not new. This has been going on for years and years at this point. Why can they not take care of their servers? Why can they not manage this problem? Um, I don't know if it's just not cost-effective to. I mean, maybe that's it. Right. I, I don't know. It's frustrating. I, I don't know. I don't have – I have a friend that works on networks. I would have to ask him how exactly it works. Um, and he's a gamer too, so he's going to understand. But uh, I would need to ask him. Maybe we'll get him on the show and we can talk about it. Um I'm being patient, you know, as far as MLB goes, and I'll get us one of the guys uh, I was trying to play a game with the day, you know, he was texting me today, and because I'm trying to start uh, the Good to Game Radio MLB League, right? 
So yeah. we, we, we're trying to put up a test league to see how that goes and maybe run a couple of tournaments or mini leagues or whatever. I keep sending invites to to the people that have signed up for the league and the servers are constantly getting in the way. Like, I can't even sign on to manage the league that I created. So I told him, I'm like, it's probably going to be another week before they get the servers uh, fixed. Um, but it's 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 really ruining the reputation of these developers, you know, like... Sony Santa Monica. And this is a Sony first yeah, party yeah. studio and they their reputation right now, you know, is is taking a hit because the servers are the server issue and it's just so many people that are trying to access the servers, I think, at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh I'm just frustrated. It's it's I I I really try not to be ignorant, you know. I try to consider that there are so many factors that I don't know about. I, I just I'm having such a hard time with this uh, recurring problem that we've been having. Um, when it maybe this year? When has this started popping up to the extent it is? It seems like everything that's launching is having massive server failures. Outriders just had it. It's these things. I mean, my memory's too short, yeah. but it's not. I, I think it's a new-ish problem. I, well, I think it's it's pretty common to games that have an online presence. That, you know that. Or, or have multiplayer or co-op and depend heavily on their online communities. The last two big games that have come out, uh, Outriders and MLB, they're both those those type of games. And and again, I'm I'm not I I use Game Pass, okay, and it's part of the problem. I just feel like you have now they have 23 million subscribers. You know, they're, they so. That number keeps ticking up, and they just go from one game that you know, one big game, day one drop. Every time there's going to be a day one drop on a multiplayer game with online features, I think we're going to see this because you got twenty, all those people trying to access the game, and those people, those developers. I mean, how do you prepare for a surge of twenty million players all at once that are eager to play a game that's dropping day one for them? At no, at no just, cost I, to them. Outside of their subscription I, fee. Well, their subscription fee is the cost. You know, is and there there's tons of revenue being uh, generated from this. But I, I just I guess what makes me upset about it is I don't imagine that it's an actual like server capacity error. I don't imagine that it's something that's not fixable. I I, I just I, I guess I assume that they're not they're refusing to fix it. That the, that's this is just the norm, and that we're all supposed to be okay with it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why they they can't just get it together. But it's frustrating. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how many servers it takes to accommodate in a certain number of players at the same time. I mean, you see it all the time with uh, denial of service. Websites. Yeah, DDoS attacks. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's what they're doing. They're they're there's nothing. They're, they're overloading the server. Right? They're yeah, yeah. O- they're overloading the servers with. You know, people trying to access the same site at the same time, and that's how they bring down these sites. I'm, I'm assuming this, it's the same way with the video games. Everybody's trying to access the site at the same time. It's basically probably the same issue. Yeah, but they gotta, they gotta be able to combat that because, um, ser- you know, these servers, server overloads. It's, it's they're getting. I don't know what I'm talking about. Disregard all of my uh, next statement, but I assume they're getting to the cap of the available data or whatever. So can't they 
run multiple servers congruently? I'm sure they do. Can't they just have, you know, if your servers are going down, why don't you operate 10 times the servers? You have to do it for a week or whatever. And if they keep playing, you know, then uh, they keep playing it, then, you know, maybe that becomes a problem. Uh, but they're not, I don't think they're investing money in the launches when it comes to their servers. I think they're like, well, this is the amount of servers that we're going to have for it, you know, and, uh, you know, it'll suck really bad for everyone for a long time, and then that'll be it, you know, and then the people who, you know, deal with our garbage for long enough will be able to play the game, you know, when everyone else quits. Like you said, Sony, you know, Sony could be like, or uh, Sony Santa Monica could be, hey, we're not going to put any money into our servers. Why would we? Yeah. The amount of money that we are making from selling the game, which was our plan of can afford this many servers, we didn't get cut on on this deal. Uh, so we're not, you know, we are not going to spend more money to support this crazy, you know, influx of people that, you know, was a, a detrimental to us to bring them essentially. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, our players are still be there when your players move on to the next game. That's my thinking. Like, yeah. The next, the next day well, maybe they will be. The if next, this is such well, a bad yeah, day. You know. I mean, I, like I said, their other choice was to just give up the license, or go along, or go along and make just the you know the most the bestest experience ever. We'll see. We 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 keep see, we keep seeing the trend in multiplayer games, and we'll and we'll know that too many people probably accessing the servers at the same time, and it's twenty million you know Game Pass users that. Are just moving from game to game on day one and overwhelming the, the servers and those those developers will just wait it out until those most of those players move on to the next game or they'll start getting ready if they don't start getting i mean i would assume like take for example microsoft they're gonna drop uh no not microsoft uh what's the next multiplayer big multiplayer game that's about to drop in like two weeks uh it's not a big one but the hood game Oh yeah, you Hood. told you told you and Vance were talking to me about yeah. that. Hooding outlaws, right? You're trying to steal the treasure from the sheriff, but you're doing it at the same time. You're competing against another four-player team to steal the same treasure, right? So that's a that's a big multiplayer game, right? So we'll see. You know, a game like that but to we, me, I would not be surprised gets dropped on Game Pass. So if they if that comes on Game Pass. They better be ready. Yeah, because <laughs> that game is they won't be. multiplayer. They won't be, but they won't be. Yeah, <laughs> and and the trend continues. Anyway, what are you playing, dude? So I I found a game on. I was just browsing these uh, the game stores, or whatever, and it was a free game a week ago or two. I guess a week ago when I downloaded it, and uh, I mentioned last week I was interested in playing it, but Subnautica. And it is amazing. Uh, and it's offline, so I don't have any server issues. Any and server issues? Yeah. I, uh, okay, so here, here's the scene. You crash land on, uh, in your spaceship, you know, on an alien planet that is covered in like 99% water. Right. And all you have is your uh, your little like life pod. So it's your like the evacuation pod that you uh, you uh, you dropped out of the big ship in. And then you when you go when you get out of it, everywhere around you is only water. That's all you see water as far as you can see. And then this monstrous ship uh, that you you were lucky that you crashed in the shallows and the ship is nearby uh, where uh, you know it's you know a few hundred meters away. And you just start 
you know, heading around and you got to find a fish, you know, this type of fish you can, well, you know, you can use your machine in your pod to make water. This one you can cook for food and you got to pick up this type of stone, that type of stone, this kind of all these different resources. And then when you do that, oh, okay, well, hey, look, I can, I can make fins. And if I have uh, fins then I can swim faster. And then, oh, I can make this thing that's like the little, you know, propulsion that you hold in your hands that makes you go a little faster. Well, that's awesome. I can go a lot farther now. And then uh, I think maybe two days ago we were doing the screen sharing and I showed you, look at my submarine. You know, I had this submarine with single person submarine. Right. And uh, super excited about it, you know, and, and you can upgrade it so you can go deeper and whatnot. And, and then I today when you came online, I was like I was a kid on Christmas that wanted to show the uninterested adult my new toy. Okay. It's like, Tony, we got a screen share right now. Right. So I showed you and I just built, it's called uh, for people, people that have played, it's called the Cyclops. And it is a submarine that has like a docking station, multiple levels in it, uh, like multiple uh, levels. It's got uh, all these crazy upgrades. You can literally build a base inside the submarine. Yeah, it is amazing. Like, I, was, I was jealous. I was jealous. I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, maybe I should play this game. A hundred percent, you should. <laughs> and not only that, but I also, since you had looked at it a couple of days ago, I also got the prawn suit, which is like this mech that walks on the bottom of the ocean floor. And I went and loaded it into my big submarine so that I could go and do some amazing things. Um, I'm just so excited about this game. But I also, um, it I I just played, uh, I'm just going to say the name wrong, Stranded Deep uh, last week. And I talked about the boss fight and having to dive into the ocean and uh, how it was terrifying. Uh, child's play compared to this <laughs> i i literally the way they've done this is there's all these you're underwater so you're always hearing all these sounds from creatures around you yep. and some of them are super scary and there's this uh how they kind of keep you out of different areas is they have leviathans there's some other uh creatures and whatnot that are damaging and, and i've seen some of them when i've gotten really deep i've seen some crazy things that are terrifying as well but these leviathans are like couple hundred feet long probably and they will just come after you and the noises that they make the whole like my controller's rumbling the screen is rumbling and it sounds just like they're, they're just like deathly noises and it's so scary and i realized that despite all of my like you know being in the water my whole life scuba diving all that stuff i am absolutely terrified of the open water <laughs> and, and and when i play this I showed you the other day, I said, I got to this point and I was this deep, my, my personal little submarine would only go to 300 meters right. at the time. And I was 300 meters. And I need to be like 400 meters down to get the, the floor to forget whatever, I, uh, the, the ocean floor of that area to get what I needed. And I'm like, okay, I got to get out. And the music in this game, I know you're big on the sound, Tony, the sound in this game is <laughs> so good. It just, it totally makes this game at the start. I didn't know at the time that I was in a safe area uh, when I was like moving around, but they'd start playing this like kind of fast music and I would literally freak out. Whatever I was doing, I would go back to my base. I'm like, nope, nope. The sound alone, like the music they'd play. Yeah. But I'm sitting there 300 meters down. Got to go another hundred. I can't take my little submarine. I got to go out. Just me. And 
it's like pitch black except for these like flashing you know flora that is uh you know the luminescent flora that's on the bottom of this and like weird swirls and the music is like the most you know scary terrifying thing i've ever heard in my life and then my onboard computer says this environment meets seven out of the nine criteria for terror and i'm like absolutely <laughs> like absolutely like they knew exactly what they're doing um man i'm loving it you don't you don't shoot any guns like i literally just today uh, i built the cyclops today you know and then i i went and made the stasis gun and it's like you don't really have any guns and even this gun all it does is freezes whatever's in its area of effect for like 30 seconds you know if you fully charge it and all you have that actually does damage basically is a knife and so you could go over and like attack these things but you don't kill things it's, a game, it's not a game about killing things it's a game about exploring and survival and there's interactions with aliens there's all this crazy stuff you know uh but it's fascinating to me and it's just again on this trend that that uh, you 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 noticed I've been on which is new and exciting uh games uh that are completely different than what I would have played in the past i i right you this you've, game would not you've traditionally been a multiplayer competitive player um yeah and Absolutely. With with a sprinkling of a you know a big AAA title in here and there. Yeah, looter shooters, stuff like that, like the Borderlands Two, the Destiny. I like those, but I mean, I love I Destiny and Destiny Two uh, multiplayer. I, I would do that pretty often, uh, you know, because it's competitive yeah. and it's quick and rewarding. Didn't we play one with a friend, like a mutual friend, a while back? And uh, she was not a multiplayer <laughs> like person. Like, I think I got, I dropped like 30 something kills and she had three or something. And it was just like, okay, well, let's go do a strike instead. <laughs> you know, like, but I like that. I like the, the multiplayer, the competitiveness, but yeah. I think Call of Duty is just, you know, the skill-based matchmaking getting cranked up so high and you can't play with your friends because everyone's different skill levels. And that's, you know, no one has fun when it's not the appropriate skill level and they haven't figured out what the appropriate skill level is. So I don't know. Thank you, um, Activision and Treyarch or whoever for being horrible at your jobs, because now I have experienced so much that I would not have experienced, um, if not for that. So, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm loving this game. I'm right. I think I'm getting pretty, pretty near the end at this point. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Clint has been, uh, screen sharing his, uh, his playthrough um, for me, and I've been able to watch uh, watch him play a little bit here and there, and it just be, just through the uh, the party system, right? It's pretty cool, um, pretty cool yeah. little feature. And um, credit to the developers for making a very uh, atmospheric uh, looking game. Uh, it definitely looks like a, a a simulation of what it would be like to to crash land on a you know water world like that, you know. So. What I think, what I really appreciate, I think that this is just going to be another one of those games where the first playthrough is so special because there's so much going on around you and so many different things that you can kind of interact with or in the environment. It's like a living environment that you're entering, you know, is uh, you don't know what's dangerous. And, and the way that they do the sound and everything, like there's, you know, so there's terrifying sounds that you hear that would always freak me out at the start. Now it's like, oh, it's coming from, uh, you know, this and that is it's harmless. Well, it's not harmless, but like 
it's not going to mess with me, you know, it's in learning those things and kind of getting the confidence as you play to do more and you get the ability to do more. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun, man. I've, uh, I've been talking to people about it. So I was talking to the mysterious Jason about it and, uh, it is uh, available on game pass right now for free. And I mentioned to you that I had downloaded it for free and you went and checked PlayStation and it is no longer free. It was $30. It's a, it's a three-year-old game. And then I said, well, are you going to buy it on Game Pass? And what would you tell me, Tony? I said, heck no. <laughs> I'm not yeah. downloading it on Game Pass even though it's free on Game Pass because it just boils down to the fact that I, I like uh, the trophy system on PlayStation and I want to play the majority of my... Uh, you know, my games, especially single-player games on PlayStation. There's just something about getting those trophies and kind of building up your, your trophy uh, shelf, you know. Uh, game Pass, uh, Xbox, they have, you know, they, they I think they were the original creators of the uh, achievement system, right? They did it first, uh, I think, but Sony did it better. Um, but the achievement system is based on points and I guess it's probably the easier way to tell, uh, to compare yourself with another player. You just look at the points. Yeah, right? gamer gamer score is that what they call it? Gamer score. Yeah, I mean if you if you're trying just trying to compare your, you know, yourself to another player, you just look at the points. Whoever has the most points obviously is the higher, you know, pro- more progressed player, theoretically. But it's I'm gonna refute boring. that so hard when you very finish boring. your point. The platinum system, uh, trophy system, is just, you know, superior um, as far as trying to show your uh, your achievements in games. Because it, it, to get a platinum, you it, it's a it's easier to tell when you're looking at uh, comparing across uh, people's achievements uh, or trophies that, oh wow, this guy's got a platinum. He did everything, right? So on uh, on Xbox, I had. Uh, on on uh, the equivalent of a platinum, like, like I got 100% of the trophies available for uh, Borderlands 2, uh, border actually Borderlands 3 as well. Um, I did, and then that I guess that was on PlayStation though. But on uh, Borderlands 2 and Destiny 1, uh, I got every single achievement, and my gamer score because I had I think I've mentioned you know thousand plus hours on. Destiny One and uh, a thousand plus hours on Borderlands Two, and I played you know almost all of it on Xbox, and my gamer score was remarkably low because I played the games I wanted to play. I wasn't going to look to find the new games. You know that's been a more recent thing for me. You know I had those what would be platinums right. in those games, and you know definitely didn't get to you know if you look at that gamer score at least this to your point. Um, the gamer score would have been, man, this guy doesn't really play much video games. But then if if you had been able to see the context of the gamer score, you would have seen, man, this guy is like really into Destiny and Borderlands 2. Right. So I think you're right. I think I think the PlayStation, as someone who's, you know, had both, I think the PlayStation, uh, the trophies is better than the gamer score for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, like I said, I just prefer to prefer to earn my, my trophies on the PlayStation uh, versus doing it on the Xbox. I mean, like I play Xbox, um, you know, I'm playing one of my, like I said, I'm playing the MLB on Xbox. I'm playing uh, Rogue Squadrons on Xbox. A few other games. There's a bunch of other, actually a bunch of other games that I've, you know, kind of 
um, checked out on there. Funny, funny thing. Uh, I don't really think I've played too many Xbox exclusive games though. Over like uh, Halo and uh, Gears of War. I played a little bit of Gears of War, the first one, but I don't I haven't played any Forza. The medium was obviously um, <laughs> exclusive to them. I think that's the only exclusive I've played. And their achievements, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. Their achievements. They need to tone down the the little achievement uh, achievement notification thing because on that game you would get an achievement for like walking across the room, opening uh-huh. the door, and, it, and that little uh, achievement uh, sign would pop up along the bottom and like block literally the whole bottom half of your screen. And like, and you're getting yeah, that, where like, the text is yeah, right, <laughs> where the text is, and like you're getting that notification like. For everything, because they gave you an achievement, like five point achievements for everything. I'm like, stop. <laughs> do, you, do you know? Do you know the best achievement in video games, Tony? What's that? In Dark Souls Two, your first death, you got an achievement. <laughs> like yeah. all you had to do was die, but it was so perfect for that game. You know yeah. that it was such a such a ridiculously you know well i guess it's a really hard game to at the start until you kind of learn it and then it's you know it could be very easy but uh yeah die and you get a achievement i would i watched a video of this guy like i think he was the first guy to a million gamer score and uh i just i just watched a little clip of it and he's like got all these games that he's purchased like physical discs and he's putting them in he's like oh okay i've got it planned out so i'm gonna go do this achievement in this game that game this game and then oh boom boom i'll be at a million and it was like none of the games that he was putting into his console seemed the slightest bit interesting right you know but it was like go gotta get to a million (laughs) <laughs> Got to go do these randomly right. stupid things to get to a million, very, but very simple, uh, very simple games. And that's the thing; like, uh, you can just get a bunch of, uh, play a bunch of little games or non-challenging games, and get a bunch of achievements. And that's where it's kind of different in the PlayStation system. Most people don't really care about the bronze or the silver or the gold trophies. The, the thing uh, that excuse me. The I feel platinum. personally attacked. The platinum okay. is what matters, okay? Excuse me. In <laughs> Subnautica, I have two gold, six silver, and a bronze, and I care about every single one of them, Tony. Oh, I'm sure you do. But when you're looking, Hold when you're on. looking to compare, compare, if you're looking to compare, I'm not looking at your <laughs> silvers and golds. I'm looking at your platinums, you know? And I really can't really say a lot. I, only, I have 14 platinums. That's it. Uh, I'm barely a gamer. So I, on uh, <laughs> I probably I don't, I probably don't have any on PlayStation. Oh wait, I I do I would have a Borderlands three right because we were playing we were on this console when, or on PS4s I think when I played that I'm looking let me yeah. I'm trying to. There's a thing to compare trophies. I don't know if it's just gonna be this game or if it's gonna be all of them. All right, you I can, found Whiskey Jack. Compare individual games. I can't compare all of them. You can compare all of them, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to do. How do I do that? Teach me. I haven't done it. All right, in this well, system. where do I? Uh, your profile. Oh, see, it was just starting there. All right. Oh, actually, I have a, I have a question I want to ask you while I'm, uh, while I'm starting this. How many games do you have in your PlayStation collection? You talking about my library? Or I, I think that's what I mean. Yeah, I think I mean your library. Like two hundred nineteen uh, games. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you that I think. Uh, I actually kind of expected it would be a little bit more. Um, 
mine is at 60 and it was probably at i mean i think i literally was at eight like a couple of months ago um but i've been going crazy okay so here's the thing i'm comparing and in ghost of tsushima you platinumed it right yes do you know what it says you have no 87 percent so they have added challenges. Why, why can't I look at this? They've added challenges since you did it. It does show the platinum thing on it. Control, it says you've challenged it. You know what it says? 77%. Right, yeah. And we both have the exact same on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, let me look through. Let me, just, let me just call you out hard. Even in this Borderlands 2, you were at 99%. That was 66. Days Gone, you're at 10%. I got to 43 when I beat it. Oh, there it is. Borderlands 3. Old Clint over here with the platinum next to his name, which is now down to 71%. Tony? Oh, wow. 31%. Pathetic. Destiny 2, <laughs> mine's sitting at 74. Yours is at 60. All right, Fallout 4. You ready? Go for it. Your, your platinum is now worth 66%. I'm at 2%. Yeah. I I started it when I was working in another state for a while. This is a popular thing nowadays. You go on and you compare people. <laughs> on, Let's on... do it. <laughs> this is essentially like hot or not the video game edition, audio only. <laughs> like, uh, let's see, Last of Us remastered. No, okay. Look, and then that's all the games we share in common. That's the end of the interesting thing. But your total trophies. I, again, as someone, you've been playing, uh, oh, compare trophy stats, can I do that? Okay, here it is. This is the meat and potatoes. Uh, you are at 279 trophies. No, trophy level, maybe this is what that is? Yeah, trophy level, 279. And I am at 159. But, oh, okay, so I thought that it seemed like we were much closer, but I guess it gets progressively more, because your total trophies, do you see, are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Yeah. Your total trophies... 2,224, and uh, old, uh, old one hip over here, 470 trophies. That's Man. not bad in the short amount of time that you, act, that you have actually been playing. Well, Tony, not we, not may, uh, we may have mentioned, if you don't cut it out, that I am an absolute loser. So <laughs> one, this one is platinum, the evidence though, of that. One platinum? Uh, yeah. You have to do better. <laughs> I think there's some... So the here's the thing. Let me... On here. <laughs> so... Uh, at least uh, it would be, I guess I could say at least three games of Platinum, but it just was on a different, you know, different ecosystem. So uh, I think I equivalent of Platinum uh, Modern Warfare because I did the campaign to do that just because yeah. we were all rushing for Damascus and all that. Yeah, there's some things I could get in here and, and do. Yeah, my, my, oh no, that's only because uh, I was playing it on a different console. So it's just 37%. But. So looking at my Platinums, let me see. I don't remember them all, but just looking at them, which one am I the most proud of? Let's see. I've got a platinum in Control. Hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. That's actually a not too difficult one to get. Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne. You were proud about that one probably, right? I think Bloodborne is my proudest trophy, platinum trophy. Horizon Zero Dawn. Far Cry Primal. Easy. Diablo Three Reaper Souls. I had to beat that game like 11 times. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Doom. Doom's not a bad one. Uh, 
Tom Clancy's The Division. All right, so I'm going to just pause your success to just uh, trash talk you super hard. Yeah. 62% in Destiny? Lame. Lame, Tony. <laughs> Destiny was one that, like, that one I think was, I think Destiny would be my hardest game because you had to do a lot, like, you had to complete a raid without yes. anyone. I don't remember if there's anyone going down or anyone, you know, dying. And The, the, the games that give you uh, platinums for any type of multiplayer or co-op, those are, very, those are so hard. I just look at those and I'm like, ah, oh, I got to rely on other people. Come on. Yeah. Dude, it's something, man. Like doing having to do that. Um I don't know. I'm gonna say Tony, I'm gonna call shenanigans on a couple of these uh platinums. I'm looking at uh, the Walking Dead. What is that? You got a platinum on Tales of the Borderlands, okay? So let's just ease up <laughs> Mr. Fourteen Platinums. By the way. Great series. You know I've never played it. Oh, Me, so the funny, Borderlands man. guy on the podcast, has never played uh so Tales of the Borderlands. It's also a very easy platinum. Of course, because you literally watch it. <laughs> watch it. It's you're watching cutscenes, aren't you? The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm really happy to see this infamous Second Son. I've seen that uh, in the store, and you platinumed it. What do you think about that? A good enough to platinum? Do you think it's something I might like? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's made Sucker Punch. They made that game. They're the same people that made uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, really? Yeah, um, you're basically, you get superpowers, and you can go either way. You can be good or bad. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's not like a, on this playthrough, I want to, you pick I want the good storyline, you know, and you'll be the good guy. Or, or you pick the bad storyline, you'll be the bad guy. No. Totally dependent on how you play. How you want to play. Okay. I might, I might have to put that on the list. I'm realizing that in Subnautica, I have 9 out of 18 trophies, and uh, that is, uh, you know, I'm not an accountant, but uh, 50%, and I'm only getting credit for 36, so I undo my shenanigans call from earlier. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're 50%, and not so close to being done after all. <laughs> uh I think I'm at the point, though, that I've geared myself up so hard for Endgame. Um, I, I basically think I have to make one trip. Here's the other thing. Once I started getting uh, to – you kind of get to points where – so how the story progresses is you have to basically – it doesn't tell you what to do. You have to go and you have to start using uh, using your uh, resources, and at one point, once you get the proper resources, you can build a repair tool. Then you have to repair your radio in your life pod, and then the life pod, your radio will give a message, and the message says, hey, go over here to do this thing, and that's how you progress the story. Yeah. But there's times when the story isn't progressing um, for whatever reason, probably just because I don't know what I'm doing. you know. So I've uh, resorted to YouTube videos to be like, hey, where can I get this? Because I'm looking at, like, oh, I should build this thing to try to get to the next area, whatever, you know, some sort of the tool to help me. And I'll go to YouTube to, oh, how do I build this? How do I build this? And so I think that um, the time I've spent kind of researching on the next components of, you know, where I need to do, where I need to go for these things, I've been very uh, careful not to do, like, spoilers. Yeah. But as far as the resources and things I need, so I think I need to make one trip probably to this terrifying like i i saw someone going to where they have to do to get the resources and it is infinitely more scary than what i was experiencing and it's like oh man it's 
Oof, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. But um, I think I have to make one trip there, and if I'm good at uh, collecting the resources that I need, like all the things that I need, then after that one trip, I'll basically be ready to do uh, to go through the end game. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna rush though. I think I'm just gonna. Yeah, take your time. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. I enjoy just going in. Like, literally, I got, you know, turned it off. 8 o'clock, bedtime alarm, 8 p.m. Okay, got in bed, pulled up YouTube. Okay, let me plan out what I need to do tomorrow <laughs> when I play this. Where do I need to go? And I had, like, five YouTube tabs wow. open. And then I got I got home from work, and I was like, okay. That's, and that's why I did all the things to get, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah, you know, you know the game's got its hooks in you. Based on the number of YouTube searches you've done. <laughs> oh, I don't even have to type in Subnautica to my search when I start just, typing stuff in all, anymore. It's the first it five knows. <laughs> oh no, it's all of them. Yeah, yeah. it's there's nothing. I'm, I could never learn about real life submarines because if I started trying to type it in, it'd be like Subnautica. You want to learn about the Cyclops? <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, well, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I guess uh, you saw where there's the uh, the new one, the, uh, the Subnautica. Yeah, below zero, and I have not done the slightest bit of looking into it because I am gonna finish this and then I will dive all into that, like, and see what's going on with it. Because yeah. uh, here's the one thing I'll do. Here's what I'll do right now. I'm gonna search in the PlayStation Store to see if it's uh, if it's like a thing that I could get right now. Because that's all. I don't know if it's new or it's coming uh, or whatever, but you can pre-order it right now. I think. All right. So Subnautica. I don't like that. I have to type in this many things. Or oh, it's available right now. Ten percent off for twenty-six. Wait, does it have the thing that shows? Uh... Uh, no, it's a pre-order. I, uh... It's a pre-order. Oh, it is a pre-order. To say that. Release is when May is 13th. it coming? May thirteenth. Interesting. Okay, I'll watch that. I'm actually, am I too excited? Am I going to just watch the preview right here in the podcast? You could just edit this out, Tony. It's too fascinating for me not to look at. It looks beautiful, too. And this is a three-year-old game, isn't it? Like, this three-year-old game looks way better than the one-year-old Stranded Deep. Who's it made by? Awesome people. Unknown World uh, Entertainment. So, unknown. I, I almost... <laughs> I almost feel like we've we've uh, we've talked about it. How I'm I haven't been pre-ordering, you know. I've been pretty good about that, in, you know, maybe the past six months, year, whatever it's been. Yeah. And uh, I'm almost about ready to say, nah, I'm gonna pre-order this right now. That reminds me, um, I got I have to re, uh, pre-order my uh, Returnal copy here after we get done. Yeah, look at us just breaking all our rules, man. We had some morals, and you know, we we were ready. And it lasted, you know, good for us. It's baby steps. It lasted like two or three months, Tony. You know, we really like stuck it to the man. Yeah. Well, voted they, with our wallets they, they until it was mildly inconvenient. I, 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 I've, been, I've been watching. I've been following the developer on Returnal for yeah, two or three months, you know, even longer since they announced the game. But uh, I've been keeping tabs on it, you know, watching their developer streams and stuff where they talk about it. And it's been pretty quiet on everybody's radar. Uh, because Sony really wasn't pushing the marketing that hard on it, and uh, then they dropped the uh, the um, the sneak peek with last week with all the stream uh, uh, game uh, codes that they sent out to uh, yeah we watched that yeah and stuff and it looked better than I imagined 
and all the uh, previews have been raving about it. So all indicators point to a good game, uh, but we got those indicators with Cyberpunk too, so we have to take that yeah. into consideration. Uh, however, I think uh, you know it's only been a couple months since Cyberpunk, so maybe people have kind of learned their lesson about you know being a little bit more honest in their previews and their opinions. We'll see. But it looks great just from the streams that I've seen. So I'm going to pre-order that one. That way I can pre- I, if you pre-order it, you can preload it and start playing immediately when it drops on uh, midnight on the 30th. So I want to be able to do that because uh, that might be my only chance for that whole day because I'll be at work thinking about playing. So Yeah, just take the day off. You're an adult. You can do what I you tried, want. I tried, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get off. Unless I call no. sick, which ain't going to happen. <laughs> feeling a cold coming on what day is it coming out uh thursday night midnight oh this thursday yep oh okay so then for sure i oh i'm actually off Ugh, i hate it okay um i'm interested in it, it looks good I, I don't know if i want it to overtake my you know i'm really good about wait let these games get going before i jump in lately apparently right. um I might, I might just let it go, and then uh, is there? I, I'm sorry if we've talked about this, Tony. Is there multiplayer or co-op? Uh, in Returnal, no, there's not. It's a single-player game. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'll do what I did with the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I'll play it whenever. They have competitive leaderboards. They've, they've always been uh, good with that sort of stuff. So, so that's one thing I realized when, uh, what was it? When Modern Warfare came out. Uh, after the first, you know, I was playing that relentlessly right at the start. Uh, kind of hated it, but I was playing it relentlessly. And I went and looked at those leaderboards. And in the world, have I ever told you this? Where I was on the leaderboards? Mm, I don't think so. For uh, score per minute, the uh, the highest I saw, I think I took a screenshot and sent it in our group text, actually. Oh, maybe you did. Maybe you did. I think... Uh, I, I was thinking just now that I was like number 1,700 in the world or something, but I think it might have at one point been 1,400 in the world for score per minute at the start of that game. And I, I realized I'm like, that's ridiculous because all I'm doing is running around. I don't know. Like, I don't know what my KD, 1 KD, maybe 1.5 KD at the start of that, just like running around and just murdering everything and playing a hard point and whatever, you know, just like, and just, on the man, that was my point. Kills. Oh, yeah, that was my point. I'm going to have three minutes on the objective and drop 40 kills, you know, like, and well, I, I think that was in a black. That was Black Ops 4. No, this is a Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. Uh, well, the Black Ops, the, we were always on the point. Like, when we oh, yeah, that was our job. That was our house. Yeah, we lived on the point. You don't come into our house. OK, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing they've done with uh, this new one, Cold War. You, you, it is a waste of time to be on the point because you get no score from it like you get your score but it's completely irrelevant you know all right guys thanks again for joining us here on good game radio podcast we hope you enjoyed the show and check us again for our next episode as we talk about falcon and winter soldier episode six the season finale all right so we'll see you guys then later dudes